It's life changing. Like I tell kids and they think it's corny, but like the rest of my life, when people mention me, they got to mention Super Bowl champion. You know what That's I'm saying? Right. It's like, nah, for real. Like I know they sound like, you know, like I'm oh. trying to like, you know, blow myself up, but it's just the truth. When people meet me, they say, Oh wow, you played for this Super Bowl champ? Like I'm like, yeah, that's your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the greatest um the games of my life, days of my life. I still remember where I was. I was at my grandma's house with my entire family. We were going crazy yeah. um during that that Super Bowl win, man. So I, I was that was exhilarating. And that whole season was crazy too, right? That, that, I know, yeah. It, it was wild. So it, it you know, just to have you on, man, it's awesome again, man. So I owe you one. Thank you. Because I'm the greatest nah, sportsman in my life, man. man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's all good, bro. <laughs> no, man. Oh, uh, man. You guys ready to start? Yeah. Yeah, man. What's up? All right. Bench Mob, we are back for another installment of the Bench Mob podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, the father, a coach, and as we already have mentioned it, a Super Bowl champion. Oh. Uh Tank Daniels, how are you doing today? How's everything going with COVID and Christmas around the corner? How's everything, man? Yo, man, thanks for having me on the show. Everything's going good. I mean, just like everybody else, uh, every day is a challenge. I'm a teacher, so like, and I'm and a coach, so like, uh, every day that I go to school, I'm like, do we have school tomorrow? You know, with COVID, and you know the social distance, and like, pull your nose, pull your mask over your nose. And like, uh, I, I joke about it, but it's really not a joke. It's like the truth, you know, like uh, my wife and I, you know, we met each other when I was in the NFL, which means we're never together. <laughs> and now you get COVID and we hear it all the oh, time. <laughs> so like, uh, I know that's like the running joke, but it's like a, a true thing. But like, uh, we're all good, um, uh, you know, being at school and with the numbers and stuff getting so high, like when it first started, it was like, uh, I don't know how you guys are, but like, I didn't know anybody like that had COVID, like, oh man, you know, like, oh, this guy got COVID, but like, uh, it's so rampant now that like, yeah, like my neighbor that lives right here to my right, her and her husband had it, a guy down the street had it and died, another guy, the craziest story, and like, sorry for rambling, I'm like, I'm new to, I just moved to the town that I live in, and the guy was walking, and you know, I'm a country boy, man. So he walked by, I was like, hey, how you doing? I'm Tank. You know, we shook hands and everything. He was like, yeah, I just, you know, got over COVID. And I was like, oh shit, I'm about to get sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh, uh, but nah, like, uh, you know, like every day is a challenge. Uh, I really think through this time period, it's actually like, as much as it may can tear families apart, I know for my own family, like, it's like bringing us together. Like, you know, like, uh, it was just my immediate family, like with everything mm -hmm. we do. And so like, uh, for me personally, I feel like it's making me be a better husband, be a better dad, you know, when I'm home, like making sure I'm spending like quality time with my kids and stuff. That's dope. Um, yeah. what, what do you teach by the way? Cause my mom's a teacher and I know okay. she goes through that, that she teaches first grade. Uh, she okay. goes through that struggle of are we gonna have school today or are we not going yeah. to have school today so what what do you actually teach so i teach uh phys ed and driver's ed at uh a catholic school here in new jersey and so like uh, what's crazy about that is like uh i'm the most popular teacher doing covid 
because like, although you may not be in school, like when you turn 16, like I'm the way that you get your, you know, your driver's permit. And so everybody's like, oh, can I get my permit? Can I, like, I answer so many emails and stuff because of like COVID and like, can I take my driver's test? But like, when we're not in school, like you can't put a driver's test like online. So like, mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, unfortunately I can. And everybody's like, oh, well, what if I come to school for today? Cause at my school, you have a choice to like be virtual or come like physically. And so like, um, I think there's like maybe 150, 160 kids that choose to be virtual. So like uh, teaching driver's ed, there's no phys ed during COVID, you know, like you can't play games, you can't be around each other, can't touch the same object. And uh, it's kind of hard to like ask somebody to be physically active, you know, and truly yeah. wear a mask. So uh, phys ed really doesn't, we really, don't do much with like physical education. We still do the health components and like the wellness components and the driver's ed. But like, uh, even for like my, you know, my friends that teach like CPR and stuff, like you can't even do CPR, you know, all the yeah. things that like in a normal year you do, like you can't do. So like, uh, it's, it's a headache. Cause like when you're a teacher, like it's like, well, what are you doing as a gym teacher? Like it almost seemed like, uh, like we're getting paid to do nothing. <laughs> and so it's always like, I feel like we're being watched like the president, but like, it's all good. All right. Yeah, 2020 has been a changing year for everybody. Yeah, like, man. Right? Oh, it definitely has been, you know, and, and I was thinking, too, I know when uh, Tony told me about the interview and uh, told me we were learning a little more about you, we, we learned that you actually started coaching and um, yep. which is like a reasonable transition after anyone cool. plays at a high level like you yeah. have your whole life. Right. But like yep. what inspired you to get into coaching uh, at that level? So uh, for me, like my dad died when I was two. And so like my coaches, I played every sport like serious. I played football, baseball, basketball. I ran track. And when I tell my kids that now, they're like, coach, you lying. Like, you know, cause like, <laughs> like uh, being a, a country boy, like growing up, you know, like uh, you didn't specialize in sports. Like yeah. I played whatever sport that was in season. And so like not having a father, like coaches has always been like a father figure to me. And like, honestly, I could truly tell you like from my teenage years, like I knew that I wanted to be a coach because like I looked at coaches they look nothing like me, white guys that like loved me, took me in and like just uh, truly showed me like what it was to be a man. Like uh, I'm one of four. I have an older brother and I have two older sisters, but like uh, like my coaches like kind of showed me how it was to be a man through sports. And so like, I was like, I want to do that same thing. And I definitely like with me, I grew up with like about six or seven, like tight, all of us, we still talk. And when we see each other, it's like, we just saw each other the other day. And like out of six guys that I grew up with, out of my boys, like only one of my friends had like a mom and dad, you know what mm. I'm saying? So like, it was, it was a, you know, prototypical, like, you know, black childhood for me, you know, like growing up without a father, I have a stepdad and like, I love him to death, but like, it was just a different type Mm -hmm. father figure that I wanted to be so like coaching was like a an easy like thing for me like that's that's my passion like I, I I teach but like coach is my passion like I love it I love like I've been coaching long enough now like I have kids that are in college and at big time schools and be like thank you coach man like I love you 
happy birthday, sending happy Thanksgiving to my wife and stuff like that. That's what make it like, damn, like, I hope I made an impact, you know? That's the biggest thing with coaching is the impact that you make on kids' lives and even adults if you're coaching on that level. Yeah. It's the yep. impact that you can create for the off-the-field things. Like you mentioned, you had a lot of basically people help you grow up to be a man, and that was through yeah. sports, through coaching, which a lot of people don't understand that don't play sports, how important sports is for just in just the physical activity and yeah. getting your exercise in. Yeah, I think like, you know, for the people that don't know or never experience it, it's like the discipline from sports, the rules, like everything you have to do. Like I love football, like I love basketball, baseball actually where I thought was my favorite sport when I was a kid, I thought I was going to be Daryl Strawberry. Like, that was my favorite player growing up. But, like, uh, I, I only say that just to say, like, being a football player, like, the game of football to me is, like, uh, like there's a direct correlation with, like, how it is, like, to be a man, like, in the real world. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you got rules to follow. It's tough. And, like, what makes me different was not that I was so good that I was just willing to go farther than the next man would go. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, just for me, that's my little two cents. But, like, uh, everything about the game of football, like, made me the man that I am today. And it's still, like, shaping me, like, even as a coach. You mentioned, too, um, that you played all the sports growing up, which yeah. I think a lot of kids back in that day and even me and Greg's generation pretty much played every sport. Yeah. Could it have been – any other sport besides football? Like, what made you choose that so, to be your one sport? So, uh, I was actually really good at baseball. And I tell this story, and everybody be like, oh, coach, you capping or whatever they say now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like, playing baseball, like, I'm from Arkansas. Like, I'm an 80s baby. And, like, uh, if you were making it, either you were doing it in basketball or football. Like, where I'm from, like, there was never another black guy that made it with baseball. And so, like, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, it almost forced me to like football. Like, I played football just because, to be honest with you, but baseball was the first sport I played. I didn't play football until I was in the ninth grade. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, playing baseball, I started baseball when I was four years old, and I played till I was 19, you know? And, like, so, like, baseball has been the majority of my life. And, like, uh, but I could say the, the main reason I probably didn't is because, like, growing up down south in my little country town, it was like nobody ever made it with baseball. It was like, I played basketball too. I couldn't dribble. So it was like, all right, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, uh, all right, let me do football. And so that's, I wasn't forced to do it, but like, that's how I saw my way out. So football was, yeah, football was the best option because yes. you didn't see yeah. anybody from baseball. Man, I, I tell all my kids like now, like uh, I'm at a, um, at a really big school here and like, but the kids here, like they, they think they struggle. But like when I grew up, my mom had two rules and it was like, uh, either you're going, uh, either you get a scholarship or you're going to the military. And like, I was like, man, I ain't about that military life. <laughs> nah, for real, bro. Like, and it's like, I thank God that like, I got a scholarship. So, cause like, uh, I was the first one for my family to graduate college and like, uh, like my my family, we, we there wasn't a college fund. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't mm. like, oh, here's the money for your schooling. It was like, no, somebody paying for your school or you going to army to pay for your school. So 
No, I mean, I you mentioned, you know, playing baseball growing up. And I know one of the things that MLB wanted to do is like, and they're still trying to do is create pathways for people for like black communities to create like pathways to get to the yeah. league from there, right? So that way that doesn't happen. Someone as talented as you were, right, back then playing. Um, yeah. They don't just go, hey, well, no one's ever done this before for where I'm from. So like, you yeah. know, why, why? I'm going to go do something else that I know, you know, there's a pathway for me to get there, right? There's a way. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to, you know, dive back into like, you know, you and playing football, right? And your okay. career. Um, and you, I know I saw that you went to Harding, um, yeah. a D2 school, right? But a two-time yep. All-American. Like, what was that like yeah. playing there? And what was your recruitment process like, you know, coming up? So, like, my biggest story, I tell kids, like, learn from my mistakes. You know, not that I, I like, I made it to the highest level, but like, I really just try to preach, like learn from my mistakes, you know, going to public school. I was the cool kid. I was trying to like be the Mac daddy class clown, never took school serious, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, I had like at least 20 offers and like, I never passed my ACT. And so like for division one, like I was a non-qualifier for division two, I was a partial qualifier which meant they could still pay for my school and I could practice. And that that's that's why I was like kind of almost forced to go D2 because D1, they couldn't pay for my school. They wanted me, but it was like, hey man, your 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 test score is so low and your GPA is so low. Like, hey, I can't give you any money. And D2 was like, hey, like you just make it to where we could give you money and you're at least eligible to practice. And so that's why I went to Harding. Uh, one of the kids that I used to like compete against all the time, his dad was like a coach there. And he was like, Hey man, like you're D one, but like, if you can't go D one, go play for my dad. And like, I was like, all right. And I went to a Christian college about an hour and 45 minutes from where I was born and raised. And I I never had envisioned myself going to a Christian college. You know, like I, like I said, I, I thought I was a cool kid. I was like, Oh, I'm big time. I'm trying to go. Ole Miss, Kentucky, Tennessee, you know, a big school down south. And, like, I went there, and honestly, like, uh, God's plan was better than my own because, like, it made me, like, who I needed to be, so. Hey, you can't you can't knock that, man, when yeah. whatever you plan doesn't go as planned, but God sets it up elsewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, when things like that happen, all you can do is be thankful. Uh, and like you said, the thing is that a lot of people – which I appreciate coming from you is the honesty. Hey, I didn't go D1 because I didn't do this. I didn't do what yeah. I was supposed to do. A lot of people, you know, they yeah. blame it on the coaches and the coaches yeah. and, and this, that, and the third. And nah, if I did what I was supposed to do, I would have went yeah. D1. Yeah, I know, man. But it, it was all me. And it was like, a, uh, like when I say like uh, it made me a better person, like it really did. And, like, honestly, when I look back and, like, uh, man, I won a Super Bowl. And, like, man, I played in the NFL for five years. And, like, I'll meet guys that never made it to the NFL. and But they played D1. And it's like, damn, like, because that was my first goal, to be honest with you, was to play D1 football. That was my NFL. And, mm-hmm. like, not being able to do that when I meet guys. And it's like, but, man, you won a Super Bowl. And it's like, yeah. And I, I still love that. But, like. I can't, I can't like go back and like change like my memory. Cause like my first goal was to play D1. And I don't know what it was about being a country boy, but it was like, hey, I want to be on TV. That was my thing, really. Like, yo, I want to be on TV, you know? So I think that's everybody at some level, some degree, want to be on TV. Yeah. I think the thing is now, 
for our generation, we want to get go viral and get a bunch yeah. of the likes and stuff. So yeah, if we could do that some way somehow. Um, now you make it to the NFL. Um, you don't get drafted. You get signed yep. to a free agent to the Eagles. How was your draft process? How was your mentality not getting drafted? So my mentality was all screwed up. So like this was like I feel like my group, my age group was that last age group, like being when you're a lower division, like like they really wasn't looking, like not at all. But like I had like 26, 24 teams at my pro day. And like I did great. I did everything that my agent like kind of wanted me to do. And like all these, I say all these, it was like eight teams that like, yo, we're gonna get you in late rounds. Like I can't even look at you and say, like, oh, I thought I would have been fourth round. Like I, I like my goal was like sixth, seventh round, and mm-hmm. so like uh, doing doing my time. Hell, I feel oh, I'm only thirty eight, but like uh, like doing my time. The draft was like three days, and I'll never forget this. And like I can forget a lot of stuff, but I remember this to the T. I go to church, and like you know, like uh, I go worship whatnot. I go home, and then I, I like turn on the draft, and then it's like okay. It's like fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Then I'm like, all right. Like the fifth round, I'm like looking, but I'm like the teams that were picking was not like uh, hadn't been talking to me. Seventh round, like I'm looking like, okay, like here we go. Detroit was talking to me. Jacksonville was talking to me. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. And so it was like all these guys was picking. Then I'm like, oh, they about to, they, uh, damn, they didn't get me. Uh, they didn't get me. This guy didn't get me. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm about to be Mr. Irrelevant. And then it was like the last pick, they picked somebody else, of course. And then I went from thinking I was going to be Mr. Irrelevant to like, damn, man, like my life over. Like, I got to get a real job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, as soon as the draft was over, the Eagles called me and they were the first team that like I just picked up. Like, I don't know if somebody else was trying to call me, not to be completely honest, but the Eagles called me. They was like, hey, like, I want to bring you in as a free agent. Like, are you excited about that? And I was like, yes, sir. And I was like, yo, I can't wait to get there. Next day I flew out, started training. I didn't even walk. And like the, the weirdest thing, I have my diploma to this day. My biggest accomplishment has been the first one in my family to graduate. But like the next day was like graduation, but it was also the start of training camp, or not training camp, mini camp uh, with the Eagles. And I was like, don't even worry about it. Like, screw that. It ain't about walking, like for real. Like, and like, I sometimes I second guess it a little bit because like, they would have embraced that, but like it was like, nah, forget walking. Like it's mm-hmm. rather walk and graduate or like be at an NFL mini camp. And so I was like, nah, I'm out. This, yeah, I know, I, I know, I, I know, I got my degree. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was a good decision. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, but like it was, it was such a like. When I say, uh, I really. I wouldn't change too much about like my whole story, to be honest with you. Like being in Philly, like uh, with Donovan McNabb, Jeremiah Trotter, Brian Dawkins, uh, Brian Westbrook, Carell Buckhalter, like guys at Trent Cole, like uh, just so many guys that kind of just took me under their wing. Uh, when I was my rookie year, a cool story, and really like one of the coolest stories that I honestly tell everybody. Is like it was Donovan McNabb's 30th birthday party. And like I'm a rookie. I'm I'm poor as hell. And like he had a birthday party. He invited the whole team, you know. 
and it was me and the other rookies, and we we're like, yo, like, what do we get somebody that got everything? You know, I'm like, man, this is the Campbell Soup guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, of course, you know, just being like the hood guy that I am, we didn't get him anything. <laughs> so, so, like, we go, my first, like, like uh, NFL party, it was a concert. Uh, I never went to a party before that I got a gift by going to the party. Like we had like party favorites and I'm like, oh wow, like yo, the NFL is like, yo, the NFL like crunk or whatever. And like, uh, he had Naughty by Nature come perform, like MC Light, everybody, like I'm, I'm the baby in my family. So he's about the same age as like my older sister, right? And mm-hmm. so he had all these people that I grew up listening to but it was like a rumor that Beyonce was going to be there, right? And so I'm like, yo, yo, Beyonce going to be here. But like, uh, then MC Light ended up coming out and yo, yo. And then we was like, ah, ah, shit. But like, it was sick. <laughs> but when I think about it, it was still just like cool as hell, man. Like, if you from where I'm from, like, you don't meet people. You don't party with people like that. But like, so many like cool and great experiences. Like, guys like McNabb and Dawkins, like, uh, like invite me into their home for like, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like that's what made it real. That sounds like a, a dope experience. And that's a, yeah. a great way to start off a, a rookie year playing with those greats and Hall of Famers. Like, yeah. How how was that? Especially on that Eagles defense, the the names you Dawkins that you just mentioned. Yeah. Like how man, how was that? Um Brian Dawkins is by far the strongest man like I know to this day. And what I mean by that is like just his like uh his belief and what he believe in, like he lives it. He don't do it for show. He don't do it for the gram or TV. Like this guy live it. And like uh uh just from afar, like I would just watch like honestly like his every move by the way he practiced, by the way he talked, you know, like uh like I would say, honestly, like one of my struggles, like is like my language sometimes. Like, like when I'm competing, I probably don't talk the way that I know that I should talk. But like, uh, I would watch Dawkins, and I never forget this. My very first game, because I started out on the practice squad, but my very my very first game, we played the Indianapolis Colts, and like, uh, like this guy, like you know how cold you got to be to have an alter ego, and like this guy was weapon X. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, I remember, like, coming in at halftime, like, they were beating us. Of course, they had Peyton Manning and everybody. And he was like, man, we letting these jive turkeys beat us. I'm like, damn, did this guy just say, like, jive turkeys? Uh, Or, uh, uh, gosh almighty, you know, just, I'm like, Jiminy Crickets. And I'm like, yo, like, man, everybody else, you know, saying, like, you know, whatever. But, like, he just lived it, man. And, like, like I still respect that to this day, cause like, uh, like in a day of like just, I think just uh, being frauds and being fake, like uh, the here's a guy that like truly lived it and lived it every day. Didn't matter if it was if he was around the free agent guy from Arkansas that didn't have a pot to piss in, or he was around, you know, owners of teams just a true like man and like I know for me like this stuff just stuck out to me the same as like you know like Jeremiah Trotter and like uh I played with the freak like just guys that were just like yo like I grew up like 
saying that I was you guys, like, you know what I'm saying? And to be able and play with them, like, what a blessing, man. That's dope. We don't have a lot of people like that nowadays that's genuine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, nah, like, it was just, just a really good time. Um, I would say it was a life-changing experience, you know, being a country boy, moving to Philly. I actually moved to South Jersey, but like, I remember like going down to like South Street and like Old City, like in Philly, like, I'm like, yo, like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, man, like, I, like, like my town don't even have a stoplight. You know what I'm saying? And like being in Philly, it's a damn train going down the middle of the street and like just, just crazy yeah. stuff. Like, so uh, it definitely opened my eyes, you know, uh, but it, it's just, it always, I always like love Philly. Like for me, like uh, my friends that just prayed for like one or two teams, like when people like, oh, what's your favorite team? Like, I'm like, I love the Giants. I love the Eagles. Like, and people are like, no, nah, I mean, you can't love them both. <laughs> like, I feel like the Eagles, you know, was my first girlfriend or whatnot. And I feel like the Giants was like, you know, like my wife. Like, I know people don't want to like truly like, I guess, like bring it up. But like, you remember mm. your first girlfriend. And you also, when you married to your wife, of course, you know her, you love her but you don't ever forget your first girlfriend. And that's how I feel with the Eagles and Giants. And so for me, like I always have love for another. I play for Jacksonville. Sometimes I would say 99% of the time, I don't even tell people that. And the craziest <laughs> thing about it, like I made the most money in Jacksonville, mm. <laughs> but it's like, it was just different vibe. It was a different time in my life, but like the Giants and Eagles, like just, I, I, you can't put a dollar amount to that. You really can't. What, what was it like playing for the Giants in comparison to playing for the Eagles? Like, I know you talked about some of the stories and some of the leadership you got there from Brian Dawkins and yeah. Trent Cole and guys like that, so, right? Yeah. But the leadership with the, with the Giants, you had Michael Strahan, right? Yeah, OC. OC, Plaxico, right. uh, Tuck, uh, Eli, like so, uh, Freddie Robbins, like so many great dudes. You know what it is, it's like, uh, um, somebody told me this, like, and this was actually before we I've ever won a Super Bowl. But there's like, when you win a championship, it's like different. Like you just, it makes that bun like even tighter. And like, I know for me, bro, like, it, it may sound cheesy as hell, but like winning a championship with the Giants, like when I see these guys around Jersey, or being at a golf outing, it's like, yo, there go my brother. Whoa, wait, wait, what's up, yo? How the kids, how everybody? No, for real. And like, it's still cool when I go, I do Eagle stuff too. And I go and I see my friends from the Eagles. It's always like, it's always love. But like, their love is so much different with like the Giants. But like, I tell like another funny story is like, I played for the Giants. And like, then I go, I uh, played for the Eagles first, sorry. Then I played for the Giants. And so when I went to the Giants, like, I hated them. Shit, I'm at practice, like, yo, I don't even like you. Like, no lie. And they're like, everybody always think this is, like, you know, for the Graham or Hollywood. Like, my first play, Sean O'Hara. Like, I'm on scout team defense, boom, boom, boom. Like, I'm, my hand must hit him in the throat. And he's like, yo, you were just trying to be a practice squad All-American? And then I'm like, you know, I told him a couple words or whatnot. Like, whatever. Next play, Jeremy Shockey, the tight end. I'm the outside linebacker. And I'm like, boom, boom. He was like, yo, man, take it easy, bro. What, what are you? And then, like, so my first two plays, I'm getting into it with cats that, like, I don't like. You got you to gotta remember, 
Like my whole year before, like I was almost programmed to hate everything about you. And now I'm like helping you like get better. But then like winning the Super Bowl with that squad, man, like those guys, like they truly are like my brothers. Like uh, I'm trying to get Plaxico's son to go to my school now. Uh, like Chris Nee, like all these guys, like David Tyree, like everybody that's in this era, like in this area, like just, it's just different when we, when we see each other from like, when I see Eli Manning, like, it's like, yo, wait a minute. Hey, that's 42 right there. You know, and it's like, nah, man, I know it sounds cheesy, bro. I, like, I wish you could truly understand it. Like, winning the championship, like, just made it different. Because, you know, like, uh, like, I played on other teams. Like, hell, I actually played on other teams longer. But, like, my relationship with the New York Giants is just different. How was it that season? Because when we were doing our research, you actually – you get cut at the beginning of the year, you get brought yep. back, and then ultimately you end up winning the Super Bowl. Like, how yeah. was that roller coaster right there? Like, it was it's such a roller coaster. Uh, like, not really like knowing you guys just keep it all the way 100 with you. Like, my biggest story is like, is what I tell my kids is like, like God's timing is like better than our own. So I get cut from the Eagles. I go to the Cowboys. I don't even like the Cowboys. Even though I'm from Arkansas, my entire family, Arkansas don't have a pro team. My entire family, Cowboy fans. Like, ah, you know, because, like, we don't have anything else to, you know, root for. And so, like, my family being Cowboy fans, like, I get cut. I go work out for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is from Arkansas. I kill the workout. They're like, yo, you know, oh, we really liked you. We love everything about you. This is week number one. So I'm not on the team, but this week, number one. And so he was like, yo, you know, I love everything about you. But like, as a, as a right now, we don't know what we're going to do with Terry Glenn because he was dealing with like an ankle or something. So we're not going to sign anybody. And so I was like, damn, I got back on the flight, went back to South Jersey. The next week I go to Tampa Bay. And then it's like, I'm trying like Tampa Bay, like the coolest part about the Tampa Bay workout, it was just like uh, nothing but linebackers. And John Gruden was the coach there. Everybody was like, yo, you the best linebacker here. But, like, unfortunately, we're not going to sign anybody right now. And so I'm like, damn, man, it's over. You know, I played one year in the league, and I'm like, damn, it's over. Uh, I want to say it was like week seven or eight. Coach Spags was my linebacker coach when I was with the Eagles. And, like, after that year, he went to become the defensive coordinator with the Giants. And so he had been talking to him. And Coach Spags is hands down responsible for me being like a Super Bowl champion. And that's why to this day, like, I love him. And like, he's, he is like a father figure to me. Cause like, if not for him, like there was no, I had no better like advocate than Coach, uh, Coach Spags, like, like saying like, hey, like get this guy a chance. And like working, I went from like being on practice squad to like working hard. When you're on practice squad, you just practice. You're kind of on the team, but like kind of not. So I'm on practice squad. I'm just working every every week, just working, working, working. And then they were like, you know what? Hey, we putting you on the active roster. Then it was like, yo, I was like, damn, like I made it. And then I got on the active roster. We made this run, run 13 straight on the road. Like and the, the irony to my little story to go back to that, uh, beat Tampa Bay first round, beat uh, Cowboys second round, beat Green Bay third round to go to the Super Bowls. And like, uh, 
if if you remember what my story from the beginning, the first team I wanted to be on, Dallas Cowboys. Second team I wanted to be on, Tampa Bay. And so when I say like God's timing is better than my own, if it was up to me, I would have been on the Cowboys because that was the first team that like I went to like, hey, pick me. And they didn't pick me. Then I went to Tampa Bay, hey, pick me. They didn't pick me. But like, I just feel like God was like, you know, hey, it ain't your time yet. It ain't your time. And like, I questioned everything in between, like during those weeks that I wasn't even practicing. I didn't have a team. But then when I look back at it now, I was like, damn, man, like, thank you, Lord. Cause like, like, dude, like, it's just so like genuine and so cool that like when you don't really see it until you're removed from it, but being removed from it for quite a while now, it's like, damn, that's cool. Cause if it was up to me, I would have been a Dallas Cowboy. And like, I my now, it wouldn't mean like, it's cool just to say you're in the NFL. It is definitely cool. But like, I know guys, uh, hell, even on my team now, like I, I work with Nate Burleson. He played 12 years in the NFL, like big time receiver. He's Nate Burleson, 12, 12 year veteran, Nate Burleson, NFL. But like when you say Tank Daniels, you say Super Bowl champion. And like they just give a little twist. You know, Nate made way more bread than me. And like I only say that just to say, like, you know, like what I hear from others that didn't maybe achieve what I what I achieved. But like it's just something to be able to say, like, damn, like, yo, you're a Super Bowl champion. So when you mention my name, like the rest of my life and even after my life, you'd be like, oh, that guy won the Super Bowl champion. So like, that's why I think it's just cool to tell you, you really can't put a price tag on that to me. If you, if you really think about it, like, yeah, there, there's thousands of guys that would say, oh, I was in the NFL. It ain't that many that could say, hey, I was a Super Bowl champion. So 1%. 1% of the, the population, right? Yeah. That goes in the leagues in the state that can win a Super yeah. Bowl championship. And, yeah. you know, as you were telling us, you're telling us about your, your journey. I'm thinking to myself, like, the one word I, that came to my mind that kept popping in was resolve, right? It, it takes a lot of resolve to keep bouncing back after you hear no over and over yeah. and over again, right? Like, yeah. that being said, when you, when you cap, when you, like, think about your career in its entirety, right? And it sounds like yeah. you've got, a, you're very comfortable with how your career turned out, right? Yeah. Uh, because of not just Super Bowl championship, but also because I think you have a lot to be proud of, like come overcoming that adversity, right? Like what yeah. pushed you through like the hard times, like when things didn't go your way. Besides your faith, I know you. You seem like a man of faith. I would, I would say like uh, my upbringing. You know, when you come from nothing, like you don't expect nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, but like, uh, like I'm proud of it. But like when I look back on my career, I wish and like this is what I tell my kids. It's not about being cool. Even even now, like. I remember just blowing money, doing what like I think I was supposed to do, like trying to be cool. I'm in clubs, I'm trying to like pop bottles. And it's like, I was never into like big chains or anything, but it's like, I think like, I remember my first car, I bought a uh, like a Yukon Denali. I put 30 inch rims on there. And it's like, my rims are so big. Like I couldn't even like turn like tight, but like, I, I, it's just like, but it was like, I wanted to fit in. And like my whole life, like I told myself, I'm my own man, I'm my own man. But like, it was like, when I made it to the NFL, it was like, I caught myself trying to do what I thought I was supposed to do or do what others do. But like, uh, when I say like, for me as a coach, when I try to like teach my kids, like, hey, just learn from my mistakes, man. I, I ain't trying to like come at you or come at your neck or whatnot, but like, hey, I thought I was cool too. You know, when I'm in the clubs and they bring in bottles, and I'm buying drinks for people that I don't even know. I'm trying to make it rain. 
And it's like, I think about that now as a dad, bro. And it's like, damn, I wish I had that money, you know? <laughs> but like, uh, it's like, uh, I just appreciate like the way I was raised, the way like my grandparents, my godmother, my mom, my siblings like treated me because like it just, it truly did like, like make me like who I am, I guess. But like, uh, so yeah, I'm proud of it. But like, there are some things I would definitely like change about it. And the one thing I would definitely change, at least from like where I'm from, like like black people where I'm from, like they don't know how to like invest. They don't know how to like save for a rainy day. You know, like I was out there hood rich. Hell, if I made a hundred thousand, I spent 90, you know? And it was like, I wish like if I went back, like been like, do I really need to do this? But like, uh, I think like I relate to a lot of like athletes even to this day, because like when you don't come from anything, like you're getting, uh, you're getting informed from people that never had it. <laughs> so like how, like if you never had it, like how are you telling me, oh, this is what you need to do. Oh, you know, that's why I know friends that have started and have like failed businesses because they like, yo man, uh, let's start a record label. <laughs> you know, everybody in the neighborhood, a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Or like, Oh, like uh, buy a car wash, buy a laundromat, buy a restaurant. And it's like, uh, I don't wanna, I wouldn't change it, but I just wish I had a little more information about like uh, just investing and being smart with your money and just truly being your own man. Like I call myself my own man, but like, I really wasn't. Like I went with the crowd because like, I, like, I lost myself for a little bit because I did what, I thought NFL players were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? We supposed to be in clubs. Your truck's supposed to be limo tent with big rims and beating down the block. You know, like this, that was cool in my day at least. And like, um, I, like when I look back at that, it's like, I learned from it, but it's like, man, like what was I doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hindsight is 2020 and yeah. it's tough sometimes when you, when you look back and you see that, I know I've been guilty of that. Um, my friend, I've been working since like 13. My first okay. job, I look back at it and I tell this story all the time, which is why I'm so frugal now. My first job, I made probably around $2,000 that summer, right? Okay. I spent $1,500 just on food. Yeah. Damn. Just, just being, just being <laughs> stupid. Like my mom would cook and I'm yeah. like, nah, I want steak tonight. No, nah, I want this tonight. Just yeah. stupid stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I got a car note now. Like I could have, that could have been a, a used car right there. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> like, my seat, so my, like when I graduated, when I went to college, I, uh, I had a like old school Buick and like the car cost me $2,300. I had $1,800 rims on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> No lie, bro. So like, I can definitely relate to you. But I swear, like, uh, it's funny how you say you work to like buy food. Like I worked all summer that year just to buy my little car. And like, man, uh, the first time I got my little Pell Grant money, I bought rims. Like hell, I, I couldn't even eat. No lie, no, I'm, no, no lie whatsoever. Like I couldn't even eat during the semester, but I had rims on there. And like, I may not even wash my car but like my rims always was clean, bro. I promise you, like my car, like my rims is always clean. But 
Oh man, it's Yo, so we do. Yeah, I know. That's why, I like, uh, with my boys now, man. Like, uh, I just, I was just hood rich. You know what I'm saying? And like now, I just want to teach my teach my kids like how to, you know, truly value a dollar. I know my grandparents would like kick my butt if they were alive when I was doing that. You know, but like, you know, I went through this little rebellious stage, but. You you as long as you grow from it, I don't feel like there's any mistake. Like just mm-hmm. learn. So like I, I definitely learn. So yeah, that's the biggest thing is just learning and growing from the mistakes that, that yeah. we went through. Um you obviously coach, you coach yep. football, you see kids all different ages, you're a father yourself. Um everybody has different perspective. We've asked a couple of former players like their yeah. views on it. Would you let your children play football or uh, kind of steer them somewhere else? No, hundred percent. Like, uh, I mean, everybody. I can't tell somebody else how to father, but like, I know for me, like, I, I can't wait for my boy. I'm not gonna make them do anything. Like, but like, you better believe. Like, even today, we were outside playing catch, and it was like, uh, "You gonna play football?" It's like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm not gonna play." It's like, "All right," you know. Like, so I asked him even now. But I, I don't see myself letting my kids play like Pee Wee and stuff. Like um, I like my kids to maybe take my approach and play when your body's like physically like if you ask me like ready for it. Like I think it's cool, and I've seen like some like some three year old, not three year old, third grade, fourth grade, fifth graders that I'm like, damn, that little good, that little dude good. But it's like where the pads and helmet like bigger than them. So like I would um I don't see me letting my kids do that. They could play flag, but uh as far as like when they ready to like hit, I think like eighth grade, like I'll let them play like tackle football, ninth grade. I mean, like, like I said, honestly, for me it worked out. Hell, I didn't play tackle football until I was in the ninth grade. So uh I don't see any reason for them to like rush through it. But uh I love everything that I learned from this game, uh the mental toughness. Uh, the one thing that, like, the way I try to raise my kids, like, if you start playing anything, you don't have to play again, but, like, you're going to finish it. Because, like, that's to try to, that's the, that's the type of man that I want to be. So you may not play it again, but, like, if you ask to start it, I don't, I don't really agree with quitting anything. And so, like, from fucking karate to football, basketball, whatever they ask to do, if you sign up, you're going to see it all the way through. You don't have to play again. But we don't do the quitting stuff in this house. I think that's crucial. My parents were the same way. If you yeah. signing up for it, you finishing it through. Yeah. No quitting in between, like, oh, I don't like it no more. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep. <laughs> I don't care if it's the coach. We, my team, not good. Whatever. Like, now nah, you saying it all the way through because I feel like that's just teaching you another, like, uh, another lesson, like in life. Like, see things all the way through, like. Yeah, it's gonna be shaky. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. But sometimes you just need to see it all the way through. For sure, for sure. Um, do you do you still watch football now? I do. Uh, uh, I was actually watching it. Uh, like I'm in my little kitchen right now, but like I was actually watching the Eagles play. They looking good with Hurts. Uh, I was I watched the Red Zone to be honest with you. Unless like there's like a big, like a real good game, like I watch like. But I usually just watch the Red Zone to just watch every game. But, like, I, I still love football. It's so different. Like I said, like, man, like, uh, 
I, I'm so proud to say that I play in the era that I played in because I feel like the game was still tough. Like, like you, like uh, from being a special teams guy, like, yeah. uh, like they was gonna run the ball out every time. So it wasn't like because they moved it up five yards, and so yeah. now that's why you see it kicked out the back of the end zone, a uh, grow through the uprights. But like during my time, like you could lock up four people and like boom. Like one of my jobs, my first job was like I was a five on kickoff, which means I just had to like run and try to take out two people. Like my job was not even to make the tackle, but like football was tough. I love how they're trying to like, uh, I love how we're getting smarter, like uh, with the head injuries and things like that. But like, I wouldn't change like what I did either. Cause like, I honestly don't know if I would have made the NFL with the way it is now. Like Mm. if you hit somebody hard now, it's oh, oh, oh. It's a flag. You can't do that. But, like, man, I, I'm seeing Brian Dawkins hit guy breaking ribs, seeing a grown man out there wheezing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, yo, like, it was like, yeah. Like, uh, and that's why, like, I know my respect for, like, guys like T.O. Because, like, when you ran across the middle, that meant you were tough. Because you knew somebody was knocking your head off. You know what I'm saying? But, like, now, if you run across the middle – Nobody can hit you. They can't hit you from the shoulder up. And if they go too low, that's a penalty. Like everything's a, like everything's a flag. So like, uh, like I, I I love the area that I grew up in. I would def I wouldn't change any of that like for nothing. That's so interesting that you say that too. Cause I know they're taking a lot of steps on trying to make the game safer, right? Because they had a lot of the head injuries and took a yeah. little heat. For what yep. for a lot of the concussions and CTE that foreign players have been through and all that stuff, like in your eyes, right? You're coaching too now, and I just want yeah. to because you just made me think as you were saying that, like, what are you teaching like your players? How are you teaching them to tackle on the defensive so, side of the ball? I, I definitely love like your head out of it, like mm-hmm. keeping your head out of the tackle shoulders, and yeah. you know, like rugby tackling. But like, like what, like, like I said, like my day was like it's like just, boom, and right. boom, like head, but. And then also too, it's like, um, like I, when I, as far as teaching safety, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like if you don't feel right, communication is the key. Like, but I know for me, like you almost were taught like, hey, seeing stars, they, that means you got a good hit. <laughs> but like now, like as an educator, that means like, hey, hey, wait a minute, well, you saw stars, you know, you need to sit down for a minute. You know, like, like, let's make sure you're okay. But like, like I'm from that school of like, when you saw stars, that means you had a good hit. And like, knowing what I know now, they say like, those are like the mini concussion. Everybody only think about concussions when the guy is like walking sideways. But like, they say the study showed that like seeing stars is like, uh, like the first sign of concussion. And like, but I know my age group thought seeing stars meant like, y'all, you just hit them good. Boom. Yeah. Like, that meant that was a good thing. But like, as far as like uh, what I try to teach my kids, try to teach them to like keep their head out of it. But like, even with this, like one thing uh, a good friend of mine told me, like football, like it's a gladiator sport. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really think about the word gladiator sport and like, you know, I always use the same analogy as like NASCAR. Like nobody want to see the wrecks, but they want to see the wrecks. You it's know, true. you don't you don't tune in to the games and be like everybody like the one hand OBJ catches, but like those big hits, like oh boy, he got blast. 
Like, that's why we as mankind, like, we just don't truly want to accept, like, who we are. Like, because, like, we're almost drawn to that. Like, look at the rubbernecking, like, on the highway. So there's an accident. You're like, man, there's an accident on my side of the highway. It's on the other side. Like, your side just too busy, like, looking, being like, oh, they want to see a dead body. They want to see a neck hanging out the window because we're gladiators. And I only say that just to state this. It's like, like football, like as a gladiator sport. And I think we're doing a really good job on making it safe. But like, it's still a gladiator sport. I agree. I agree all the time. And I, when I watch um, football, to, even today, right? You're like, you're, yeah. you're calling it soft. And it is, by the way, it, it definitely is. Um, you can see the difference. But like, even now I watch it. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't run a slant. Like, I yeah. would never run a slant. If I'm, if I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm Odell. I'm not coming across the middle even now. I, I'm scared. I'm yeah. gonna get my head taken off even now. Like, so it's it's so crazy. It's so funny you're saying that because like, just hearing from someone who played in that era because like you were the one, yeah. you were the one delivering those hits. Like, yeah, you know, in in that era. So, um, no, I find that really interesting getting in that mentality. You know, one question I had too. I know you played in the NFC East, right? Like, you yep. love the Giants, love the Eagles. Yeah. So you see the train wreck that is the NFC East I right know, now. Man. Um, who? Do you think it's going to come out the NFC East? Like, who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I thought the Giants was, like, hot, man. And then today, like, they were tripping with Arizona. Yeah. Like, uh, I love the – I love uh, what the team in Washington. I can't even lie. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak up and, like, get it, to be honest. Like, uh, the Eagles look like they're going to win tonight, the Giants. Like everybody's kind of going to beat on each other, beat up on each other, like the way they always do. But like, man, I was really watching like the Redskin game. Like Chase Young looked like he's going to be LT, bro. Like this kid, like yo, like man, he's he's doing it all. Like yo, like uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> yo, like man, that kid looks special. Like he, like he look Hall of Fame like. Like, yeah. and I know he's a rookie. But, like, I'm definitely sipping that Kool-Aid. But, like, as far as, like, who can win it, uh, I don't really see the Eagles having a chance anymore because, like, they they are in disarray. Their O-line is, like, in shambles. So, like, I, I would – like, my gut – my heart says I want – of course, my heart says I want the Giants to win it. But I wouldn't be surprised, like, if the Redskins, like, snuck in and, like, made some noise, especially if they pull off this victory today. Uh, as you were as you were speaking, I pulled up the score. It's twenty three to fifteen with five thirty left in that game. Oh um, man! And, and, and it's it's Chase Young. He wrecks football yeah. games. He the he dude scored. He had a sack. He had a uh, scooping uh, score today uh, too, uh, right? Uh, scoop, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's really beating them by himself. He's incredible. <laughs> he's incredible. Yeah. So he's making all the difference for them. They they could easily win this division. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. You know, yeah. again, it's that same formula they had. The Giants had when you played in 07. Yep. Front yep. fours, we, get, we, run, we, we rush four, and we can drop yep. back in coverage, right? Because we, we know our fours, but we get sacks we with get our four. Sacks. And that's what they do. So, yeah, man. You know, exactly. It's crazy. It is, <laughs> yeah, man. Chase, but... Chase Young is something, he's yeah. something yeah. different. He's some, if he stays healthy, like yeah. you said, that that's yeah. a Hall of Fame career right there. Man. Yeah, who your squad? He's a Giants fan. Now, who are you? Man, I'm, I'm talking about you, Antonio. <laughs> Go ahead, speak on it. Ah, oh, Cowboys fan. Man. Oh wow, you one of those, huh? You think they gonna pay Dak now? Man, the fact that Jerry Jones came out last week, kind of critiquing Dak 
about, oh, he takes too many hits. The play that happened, it wasn't that he took a hit. It was a freak play on his ankle. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I've been upset with him since like week three. I, I haven't really been. You think they're gonna pay him though? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Would you pay him? I'd pay him. So I'd pay him. Give I would have paid him last year. So you're gonna give him a hundred mil? I'll give him a hundred mil. All right. I'll give him a hundred mil. Yo, man, I respect the kid, man, especially when he like like spoke about his mental like illness and whatnot. Man, like his struggles. Like I really respected that. But then it's like, uh, that was a bad business move by him. But like I love him being like true to himself, but I feel like they're gonna use everything against him to like mm, mm. for him to get paid. That's a good point. I never thought about yeah. it that way. Uh, I never, that's why that's <laughs> I why I see that. Jerry business, Jones. Bro. I that's exactly why I see Jerry Jones using that. Like, uh, yeah, he likes him as a player, but yeah. Jerry Jones is a businessman. So uh, hey, business. Mm-hmm. Business. I could save if I can save some money, do yeah. this. Yeah. Well, so I get somebody what's cheaper. Option? What's the alternative option if you don't sign Dak? Like, what are you doing? You're drafting. A, they're not. Are they? They're not going to have a high enough pick to get a great QB in this draft. So I mean, they, they messing themselves up because they starting to win these games. They don't. Right. Need they won today. <laughs> no. So. They won today. Like. Yeah. I know, <laughs> who you go so. get? But they still. It looked like they have a top five pick. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think they'll try knowing how they normally do. They might try to go through the draft. I mean, Dak Prescott was a, a fourth-round pick, which yeah. is yeah. even more That's of a crazy. reason why you yeah. need to pay that man. He's a fourth-round yeah. pick. They literally oh, yeah. hit the lottery. They literally they hit did. the lottery. And they they're, they're going to they're give it up. And a team like um, – I can't put my finger on it. A lot, a lot of these teams that don't have quarterbacks now are, are like, surging. And they're, and they're, yeah. they're going to draft one. Or they're gonna draft one, right? Like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence yeah. and guys like that. So we'll see. But Dak will get Dak yeah. will have suitors. I, the Colts could easily be a team that pick him up. Just thinking about uh, it. All right, who do you pick? Uh Fields or Lawrence? If you're a GM and you got the number one pick, you got a top three pick. I'll give you that. You got a top three pick. Who do you pick? Fields or Lawrence? Lawrence, but Fields is under almost underappreciated in the conversation. Yeah. I think he he's good, man. Like he he's got. Yeah. I think he's more athletic than Lawrence. Yeah. But Lawrence is is athletic, but um, Lawrence throws a really good ball. Like yeah. he throws a really good yeah. ball. Um, yeah. I, I go I go Lawrence, but I think it's closer than people think it is. And I think that when we get we get okay. closer to the draft, you're gonna start hearing more about Fields because Fields is not talked about nearly as much as he should be, um, in the conversation. Okay. So yeah, I, I go Lawrence. All right. There. I, mean, I think I think it's a yeah, like you say, it's a it's a close, it's a one win. Whoever you end up choosing, yeah. I'm a GM. I gotta see what's around my uh, quarterback to see who I would take. Maybe you feel me? Uh, if there's the Jets, maybe you want to go with Lawrence. Um, but I mean, these top two teams, I think whoever gets picked by Jacksonville, if Jacksonville yeah. is that number two they're going to end up having a better season because I think Jacksonville yeah. has more readily. You think Jacksonville will take a quarterback? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. so. Yeah. I don't I think they believe in Michigan no more. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah. That's why he's number three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How far yeah, he's falling. Like, yeah. yeah, I yeah. think they're going to go with the quarterback there too. 
and yeah. they have a lot of picks, so they'll, they'll get they'll get a lot of good talent, got a lot of good young players around, and they'll start to rebuild day by day. But yeah. we know the Jets are taking toward Trevor Lawrence. We know that's happening. We don't have to guess yeah. that. There's uh, no nah, guessing game there. There's no guessing behind that. <laughs> yeah, there's no guessing behind that. Yeah, I, with them, it's just like their organization, man. Like, do they keep Gates? Do they keep the GM? Uh, nah, there? They, like, nah yeah, the they GM, the GM gonna save his job, maybe. But the only way he saved his job is if he fired Gates. Mm. You know, but which is uh, a no-brainer for him. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. He's a choice. <laughs> him or me. They, that's why, like, even with them firing like the D coordinator, like uh mm-hmm. like uh, my coach told me, like, seriously in high school, shit run downhill. So like <laughs> the top dog ain't gonna get it first, you know. So it's true. Yeah. Transition into the quickness segment with the quickness. We're going to ask okay. you some rapid-fire questions, basically. Okay. Whatever comes to your head first, that'll be your answer. Um, start off with a little fun one. It's Christmas time. Are you a last-minute okay. or early shopper for Christmas? I'm, I'm 100% last-minute. Even, even, like, I was actually talking about that today with a friend of mine. Even with, like, COVID and stuff, like, everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I've already ordered, like, through Amazon and this and that. And I was like, nah, I'm a, I'm a last minute guy. I mean, I'll go on the 22nd, man, and make it happen. <laughs> My parents was the same. They would actually do like a little competition with each other and like would yeah. go out the two days before, Christmas Eve yeah. and the day before. They would just sleep during the day, yeah. make me watch my siblings, and they would yeah. go out all night and just I shop. Know. Yeah, that's me, bro. Like, and I don't know why I do that. But, like, I almost feel like that's just my thing now, but definitely last minute. So, you play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Geno's or Pats? All right. So, my favorite one is Jim's on South Street. I've heard so, have you ever been to Philly? Jim's on South Street, Adela Sandra. Uh, but, like, if I got to strictly go with Geno's or Pats, you got to go with Gino. I've had I've had Jim. Jim. I personally don't think Geno's and Pat's have the best cheesesteaks there. It's yeah. just more of the historic yeah. aspect. All right. Are uh, you what what you with you whiz or what? Provolone. Provolone. Oh man, bro. Where you from, man? <laughs> I I'll eat the whiz, but I like the I like the provolone. Oh, I'm from Jersey. Man, bro, are you from Jersey where? Uh, West Orange area. Uh, okay, man. I'm like, damn, man. Provolone. Come on, bro. Don't be so black <laughs> out here, man. Get the cheese whiz, dog. I'll keep that in mind when I when I get down to Philly. I ain't even had one of them yet from Philly. Like I haven't uh, had for you real. Know. You, you honestly, you got to try. It. And like to me, I feel like it's the best. Like after game, but like that's where everybody go. I mean, like it's packed there. Geno's and Pat's, and they side by side. But like South Street. It'd be a line around the block, Jeez. you know, and like, yeah, like you just sit there and wait. And but it's not good. Like, <laughs> it's it no, is worth good. It. I can't it's, even lie. And then, it's like, definitely uh, worth it. Like, hell, I think I like stood up, ate my sandwich, eating chips. So imagine like this, like greasy, like cheesesteak, standing up, have my little drink. And chill in a bag of chips, like yo, it was it was good though, man. Jeez, that you got to go to gyms on South Street. <laughs> for the one time, for the one time, you have to 
you get the first cheesesteak with cheese Liz, and then you get a second one with the provolone. Oh, man, yeah. come on. All right, do you do the onions at least? Of course, of course, of course. All right, do you do, do you like yours, like the well done, like the black ones, or like the fresh onions? I do both. Yeah. I, I like them. I, I like them things looking like Wesley Snipes out there. Put them dark boys <laughs> on me, man. It get it definitely get a different taste in the raw. Yeah, onions, dude. Yeah, I like I like caramelized onions. Yeah. in general, over raw onion for the right. most part. You played in Philly. You played it. You played for the Giants. If you had to pick a place that is the the best to you between Jersey and Philly, which was. <sighs> That one rough, man. Like Philly, uh, uh, my wife and I was talking about it a little bit before like uh, I got on here. Like Philly is like, like similar to where I grew up, but like living in Jersey now and Jersey being my home, like I feel like a fat boy, man. Like I just eat, like my, my, my club nights are like good restaurants now. And so like, that's why I got, I would say like, Jersey, because like I've eaten from like uh, Indian, Thai, Italian, um, like there's every type of food. Like, and I mean like some like phenomenal like restaurants, and like Philly, same. Like had great restaurants, but like just different. But like uh, I feel like I guess like my early years, I would say like Philly, you know, because of the nightlife or whatnot. But then, like, the dad, husband, and the OG in me would say Jersey. Ain't nothing like home. It's nothing like yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your Super Bowl winner this year? Uh, oh, man. Uh, which they stole one today. But, like, when the Chiefs are on point, like, I don't see how anybody can beat them. Like, man, they got so many weapons, man. It's like, I'm a defensive guy. But, like, when the Chiefs are on point, like, I'm like, how can you stop them? Hell, Le'Veon Bell is one of their second or third running backs. Hell. And then they, they, they got, like, so many weapons. Kelsey, there is no line. Like, being a linebacker, that's who most of the time linebackers are, like, supposed to cover. It's like, man, what, what am I going to do with this? Man, I can't cover this guy, man. You know, like, this dude is, like, a weapon. Then you got uh, – you got the cheetah out there. You got Sammy Watkins. You just got so many webs. And like what I love, love, love about Andy Reid is he's such a brilliant mind. Like mm-hmm. his play calling, like he going to do six, seven plays that you never even thought of. And yep. it's like, oh, what the hell? Like, yo, how did they do that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so yep. um, I can see the Chiefs winning it. Uh, my NFC team. I don't know. The NFC is so so crazy. But I gotta say, like uh when Russell when Russell uh is on point, he had a Seahawks looking good. But like I don't know. Like I feel like the NFC is like different. It's hard to choose. Like I just as easy can say uh Aaron Rodgers will get the you know the Packers there. Like it's just it's kind of wide open, but uh the AFC, I don't know, like it'd be hard be hard pressed for me to say somebody could beat the Ravens or not the Ravens, but the Chiefs outside of the Ravens. But then the Ravens look like they can't throw the ball at times. So mm-hmm. that'd be a problem. 
this is not on the docket, but you brought off the Ravens. Do if you're the GM, if you're Ozzie Newsom, are you giving Lamar Jackson that big contract? Man, um, just for the culture, to be honest with you, like I love how like he's been true to himself. Nah, I'm just keeping real with you. I, I love it. I love like, your I answer. love like I only see the, I see I see the same thing you guys see, but like mm-hmm. I'm like yo, he's just yo, he's just like that's the hood quarterback. He's the all time hood quarterback. I love. But it. Then it's like if you telling me that I'm the GM and like my kids got to eat and live off how good he do. Mm. I ain't doing it, man. And mm. I got nothing but respect for the guy. For real. I ain't trying to take a pop shot at my boy. But like I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know if you're that guy. Cause what happens with the NFL, uh, like uh we were t- I, from the, my first year in the league until my last year. Like anybody can do it once. That's what the defensive guys say. But like, can you do it like after everybody like figure out who you are? And so if you kind of ponder on that a little bit. Like, you'll see guys, like, come out of nowhere and do great. But then when everybody kind of figure out who you are and they say, okay, now what can you do? And then if you could ball, you're a baller. Sure. Look at Tebow. Look look at other quarterbacks. I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, hate on anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, you got all these guys that have that one hit. You know, they, they came out with, you know, that, that one hit, but they one hit wonders. Because once the NFL figure you out, can you still ball? And so if you still can ball, that's when I say, like, oh, man, like, that, hey, that guy balling. Because he, like, there's some longevity with it. I agree with you 100%. I actually, I equate it to, like, in the NBA, like, you see guys in regular season have crazy numbers in the playoffs. Yeah. They lock in on what you can't do, and they're going to force you to do what you yep. can't do. It's the same thing in the NFL. In the yep. regular season, you may ball hey, out. Playoff Paul. It's, right. <laughs> Playoff Paul. Dog, he just hit the jackpot. What, what is going on? That I've never seen. Yo, he hit the lottery. They gave him two hundred and twenty-six. Hit the mega millions on us. Jeez, Yo, hit the side of the backboard. Got yeah. that one. Yeah, Most people left it up too. Like, oh, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, if you hit the side of the backboard, put it down quick. That's all right. I'm oh man, <laughs> you gotta grab you. If it's you a hit the side here. of the backboard, grab your ankle or something. Man. Yeah, you gotta go down. <laughs> go down. Make sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to not do your job well, it's not many places in this world where you get a raise. I know. This guy got it. <laughs> he I got know. a raise. Yeah, I know. So shout out to him. Shout out to his Shout agent. out to Paul Joy. Fact, Crazy. Last one before we get you uh, out of here. Five right. people, dead or alive, that you'll have a meal with. Yeah, so, like, that was such a great question. And, like, uh, for me, like, uh, the older I get, I didn't like I was never really in it like history, but like for me, like somebody like Martin Luther King, like being able to have a meal with and be like, yo, like, how did you do that? Like, yo, man, you you went the peaceful route when you truly was just, you know, just trying to fight for equality and like uh, rights for everybody to like truly turn the other cheek. Love to have a meal with him. Uh, Like Tupac to me. Like it's just more than a rapper. Like mm-hmm. um was it 2020? And I still feel like Tupac's songs like resonate. And it's like, damn, like he was like a prophet, like before his time. Like uh I would love to have a meal with Barack Obama. 
for one, being the first black president. Two, he just looked like he just cool as hell, man. Like, all the interviews that I see and stuff, and, like, just being, like, you know, like an athlete, like, being able to shoot some hoops, talk shit to each other. Uh, And, like, I would love to know, like, some of those, like, stories that we'll never know. You know, Mm -hmm. like, what was some of the most like racist things that happen to you as the president of the United States of America, you know, like some stuff that never come out, you know, on CNN. Uh, my, I guess my fourth one would be like my dad, like I said, like my dad died when I was two. Like, I really don't remember my dad, but like, uh, like my dad is everything that I am, at least in my mind, like my uncles and stuff. And so like, it's like, um, like being able like to have a meal to be like, damn dad, like, did I get this from you? Or who did I get this from? You know, mm-hmm. cause even when I see my kids now, like like one of my boys would do some stuff and I'm like, damn, that's definitely me. Like just crazy, like just jump off the couch, do a somersault. And I'm like, yo, like who taught you that? Like, yo, like you just crazy. But like, uh, and I guess like my last one, like if, and it, it, it was honestly like really hard, but like, um, who did I say? Um, like, I would love to, like, uh, like have a meal with Muhammad Ali, you know? And just because, like, being an athlete myself, I'm like, um, like, and this was a good year to, like, kind of judge it by, too, with the, with the social unrest and stuff, like, in our country. And like Muhammad Ali was at the prime of his life and was like willing to like uh, stand on what he believed in and like to be like, you know what? Like, no, like I don't believe in that. And I'd rather go to prison than to like go fight in a war that like I don't stand for. And it's like, damn, like, like I forget it. But like, then I put on my, you know, my NFL hat or whatnot. And I'm like, would I do that? And it kind of like uh, like go into something else. And sorry, we can get off here after this. But it's like, I've been asking myself, like, would I kneel? Like, if I was in the league, like, would I kneel? And it's like, um, when I say like a guy like Muhammad Ali, and it's like, as much as like, I would say I'm like a corporate thug. You know, like, oh, I put the title, like, oh, hey, everyone. But then it's like, it has gotten like so bad that like, um, I truly get it. And like from some of these young guys, like they're teaching me to be honest with you. And so like, that's why I would love to have a meal with like a a Muhammad Ali and some of these young guys out there right now, they're saying like, you know what? Like, hey, like I'm willing to like, like maybe lose an endorsement. Like, no, I can't stand for that. And like, sometimes like I was always just raised to be like, hey, get your money, Mm -hmm. You you know, just play. But I feel like until we just stop and say like enough is enough, like we're, I feel like I was a part of the problem to be honest with you. Mm. Cause like, it's like, we need like people to finally stand up and be like, you know what? Nah, like I'm not just like, I love LeBron, huge LeBron fan, huge, huge, huge LeBron fan. Cause it's like, like, nah, I'm more than an athlete. So when people be like, ah, oh, like, what do you know? Like uh, you, you haven't went through anything like you have millions of dollars, like he know the same thing that I know and that you guys know. And that's how it is to like walk this earth as a black man, walk, walk this country like as a black man. So like, I didn't mean to go like on this like rant, but like it's those type people that like, um, I know this honestly, like I've learned so much 
like this year, 2020, COVID-19, just through seeing like the moves of like athletes, because it's like, oh, I once did that. But then I'm like, damn, look at this. I love the way they moving, especially the NBA. So like, that's just my little spill. Hey, nah, we appreciate that. Everything Bro. you just said there is facts. Um, It really, it culminates the whole episode with, yeah. which I think is going to be the title of the episode, Be Your Own Man. Like that, that's yeah. really what it, it boils down to what they've been, all the athletes that are speaking out, they're being their own individuals. And the great thing is that they have numbers with it. So it's yeah. one thing, you know, like Muhammad Ali kind of, he was his own man and stood by himself. Yeah. Now you have people actually following the leadership of players like LeBron yeah. and Kaepernick. So yeah. I think, I think that's dope. Um, we definitely appreciate everything you just said right there. Um, before we hop off, Greg, you got anything else you want to you wanna get off your chest, anything? Come on, man. Give me something, man. Hey, man, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little – you know, the your your pick of the, of the Redskins is kind of resonating with me right now a little bit. I think, I yeah. think they're going to – I think – God, I, I'm hoping the Giants can pull it off. I hope they win two out of the next yeah. three, man. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. They have a game on Sunday night. They got flex to the Sunday night game. I know. Um, so they got the Browns next one. They got the Browns. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, the defense is playing pretty well. So we'll see the how that goes. Defense playing is good. Offense yeah. can put up points right now. It's the prize. So, the offense can't and score. Then, like you, and you can't turn the ball over. Like I know Coughlin. You know like, what? He had this big slogan: turnovers lose games. It's one of the facts. So, so let me ask you a question. Did yeah. you did you watch that Giants game at all? I did. Did you think that Daniel Jones's fumbles today cost the Giants that game? A hundred percent. You do? Like, yeah, man. Like, you like think that's you the reason why? You think the main reason why they lost because Daniel Jones fumbled? You can't do that. Football is a momentum game, okay. and like you can't turn the ball over. I 100% like we, agree with that. As soon as we start moving, then it's, oh, fumble. Damn. At, like, <laughs> so, so, so the, the fumbles, the fumbles, well, this is worth mentioning. Though. I think one of what, did any of them end up in like actual turnovers? I think one did. Did they recover? One, one did. One. one did. One did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the two they did. All right. So that's fair enough. I, I wanted to know. I'm about to your expertise. You are a former NFL player. I'm nah, going to take that. On the, yeah, I'll I don't want to come across like I'm some Picasso or something, but like, I just don't think you could turn the ball over. I and expect to win the game. That's and then when, when you talk about momentum, I know being a defensive guy, like it's always like we'd be like, yo, it's all right, we got you. But then you do that, then you fumble again, and then again. It's like, yo, what the f- come yeah, on, no. man. It gets to a place where yo, you're like, yo, yeah, 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 you, you, yeah. you keep putting me in my end zone trying to defend. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm my back against the wall here. Like, yeah. I think they what, got 20 yards to go in their professional football play. It's ridiculous. I, I, all <laughs> things considered, the defense put, did a really good job. Yeah. Today. I, I, really, I really, I really like the defense. Um, okay. I, one more I, question. I Tank, one more time. You, one question you for good, you. Bro. Uh, so, is Daniel Jones a franchise quarterback from what, like, what do you think? Mm, do you think he will man. be? I don't see it, man. Mm. I don't see it. I don't see it. Ooh, that hurts, Greg. It, <laughs> I don't see it, man. I'm sorry. I don't, like, look, I don't, you know, yo, it's I don't crazy. see it, man. It's crazy. I don't blame anybody who says that. Yeah. I really don't. Like, if you are on the fence about it, look, I understand. They, they sold me with, like, and I, I, I've met the guy maybe twice. And, like, he has very similar, like, Man, the, yeah, hey, like Eli. damn, you're like, a mind like, reader. 
Yeah, bro. That's what you knew you talked yeah, about. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. But, I knew, uh, we need to say that. But um, so they, they kind of sold me with that. But then, like, I'm like, I don't see it, man. Uh, uh, he's a, he, he can scramble a little bit, not being able to take care of the ball, not being able to make the big time throws. Really? I'm like, uh, I don't the know. Throws one, that one hurts. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is, like, a, this is a, the throws a one. Yo, because I think he throws a really nice deep ball. I really do. I really, really do. I really believe that. Like, I, so, uh, I, so okay. When you say a deep ball, like I, I would agree, but I'm saying like, like clutch, like it's shit. It's 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 third and fifteen in the Super Bowl. Okay. okay. You throwing to Steve Smith on the out route. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, for real. That's that's yeah, a good point. So I, uh, I also don't. I, and here's where I'm coming from. Before we head out, because this is yeah. we're, we're going over. <laughs> I would say, like that. So I don't feel like the Giants have put him in position to where they can fairly evaluate this guy's talent. Nope, he ain't got no pieces. The, Saquon went saying. down, so I'm with. You. Right. Uh, I thought uh, I thought the tight end would be a little better. Yeah, I'm upsetting. I thought, it, I thought he'd be a little Ingram. better. I thought like, he'd be a little better. He, he had uh, one catch today. Yeah, one catch. Uh, they don't get open. The receivers don't get open. Yeah, the, the line, the line is inconsistent. And everybody, they say the line is inconsistent because it takes longer when you're not an elite receiver to get open. That's so true, and that's so <laughs> fair, and that's yo, so fair. Bro, like, so we yo, blame the receivers more. I, I'm with that. I'm okay yo, with that. Man, like hell, you, you can't name one of the receivers who like we're. If we, if I were to ask a casual fan, name a True. Giants receiver, they're they gonna say the tight end. They're gonna say Ingram. Ingram they're gonna say like, the tight end. That's so true. And it's not even a receiver. Think about that. That's wild. That's wild. That's it, a really good point. Hey, so more of the story is the book's still out on Daniel Jones because you gotta still get him book around. Out. You gotta get him with pieces to see Put what some he pieces is. around him. All right, give I him. I want to see him with Saquon, but yeah. last year he had Saquon, but it was his first year. It's for, so right. right, so still, right. still out, so you know? this year he didn't have it. So next year, look, hey, you ain't getting an extension until no, I, no, I think do next year's make or break. I agree. I agree. Yeah, make or break 100%. year. I agree. That's a fact. Yeah. I'll take yeah. that. That's all, that's why I'm yeah, at Tony. That's all I'll be saying. <laughs> we on it. Look. Hey Tank, this is a conversation in the group chat. Yeah. Dagnir every week, every other yeah. episode. Is Greg and the other co-hosts we have on yeah. that be going back and forth all the time. Yeah. So I, the, I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> and everything you just said, I know he's going right after this. He's going to go jump in the group chat like, "Yo, Tank yeah. Daniel said this, so yeah. you wrong." <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, you know how this uh, about to go. The fumbles, the fumbles point is fair. No, it's fair. The, the fumbles are ridiculous. I agree. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's why we lost today. I, I don't yeah. know. I think we lost because just we played like crap as a unit, as an offensive yeah. unit. Yeah, as an offensive unit. I, I feel like it would have got ugly if the defense didn't play as solid as they Sheesh. did. Though. You know? Yeah, but, you so. know, the fumbles are unacceptable. So, hey. Yeah. The wise hey, yo, I got a quick question for you guys, man. Like, how did y'all start the podcast? podcast? Um, so, pretty much this started actually next month makes it a year anniversary. Cool. Um, I have my own like YouTube channel and studio where I just create a bunch okay. of different content. Like I have a show with my wife. Yeah. I do a cooking show, all this, and I'm like, yo, sure. I I went to school for sports man uh, sports management. I played ball my whole life. Let's do a, a podcast about sports. So sure. last year started one with my one of my co-hosts, Miles. Yeah. 
And then what is it? What is it now, Greg? What like three weeks? A since month. We've now? been on since we, almost a month that we've we've been on like as a group. Yeah. I added Greg and my man Jod to the group, and then we just started doing it. It's, it's kind of tough because of COVID, whatnot. Everything yeah. is Zoom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the hey. Let's do it. Yeah. So what's your what's much. your ultimate goal? Like, what's your dream goal with this? Um, just longevity and consistency. Uh, cool. I have a list of a bunch of people I want to interview, but cool. Um, I think with the longevity and networking, we'll be able to get yep. other other athletes and entertainers cool. and everything like that. Cool, man. That's good, bro. Oh man. Well, yeah. Man. I'd love to get a I'd love to get a Eli interview with Tom. I'm a Giants guy, you know, but yeah, you know, get get interview, just get crazy interviews like look, that, like in that man, stature. Yeah, I got you. Uh well, dude, you guys, I um uh Instagram you like my number. Anything I can ever do to help, like um definitely feel free like to reach out. I like seeing guys trying to like like uh chase your NFL, you know what I'm saying? And so like uh somebody help me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I did I can't say, oh, I did it all by myself. Like, people was helping me train, helping me, put me in the right direction. So, like, uh, seriously, like, on a real note, like, if there's ever anything I could do, like, you guys let me know. But, uh, like, keep going, man. You know, the same way you guys ask questions and shit, like, like, let this be, like, just to start for you. And, like, I wish you guys nothing but, like, the best. And, um, uh, Whatever I could do to help, you know, I'm like feel free to reach out. Hey, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that, man. Definitely, were it's definitely appreciated. Um, yeah. we thank you for your time. If you know yeah. any anybody, anybody, yeah. any of your former athletes who just yeah. bored, they ain't got nothing to do. They want to talk to some young kids. Want you know, uh, yeah, some young interviewers. Hey, so you grew up in uh, West Orange, right? Yeah. Uh, so my boy, because we were roommates on the road, Jay Alfred, he went to East Orange, I think. Uh, cool, played cool, at cool. Penn State. Uh, he was on the Giants team. Um, a couple people. I sent him your way, for real, though. I Actually, I'll text him right now, and then I'll tell him to follow you on Instagram. Actually, you know, hold on, man. Let me grab. Uh, sorry, real quick. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know his stuff, man. But... But Jay, Jay was my roommate on the road. Speaking of roommate, real quick, how, do you think you could have did uh, NFL now with COVID? And you know how they uh, got certain parameters and yeah, you can't go out? Nah, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to send it to you. Like, I, I got to get right. my wife to help me, man. I'm not real technically sound. No, you good. No problem. No problem. <laughs> we appreciate that. It's a thought. Like, no, nah, I have some other, like, for real. Everybody in this, like, uh, when I say everybody, like, it's probably about 20 of us that still live in Jersey. I know Jay lives in Jersey. Like I said, I just saw Plaxico the other day. Uh, I see a money all the time, money tumor. Uh, Brandon, the OG, he lives in Georgia, though. So, but. Yeah. Uh, Brand Jacobs? Uh, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that's my dude, man. Like that—that's my boy for real. Um, but nah, look, I promise you, like, I ain't fucking gonna dodge you anymore. But like, hit me up. But like, I definitely—I'm gonna reach out to Jay. 
I think Jay will be good. He another guy from 42. Like, and like Jay was like big time. He was a third round draft pick. But like, uh, I know that he's just kind of training right now mm-hmm. and doing some stuff. I actually think he's still working for the NFL. So, oh, so uh, yeah. So like, I'll give you his contact and stuff. Awesome. Much appreciated. Um, again, no. thank you for thank you for hopping on. Um, those that's listening, those that see this, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it. Tag a friend. Um, even if you're not talking to the person, share it with them. Y'all know the vibes is bench mob. We bring people together. So if y'all not talking, this could help bring y'all together. It's sports. Y'all can connect through that. But bench mob, you know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace. All right.